The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This is Dr. Zudi Jasser. Welcome back to the last segment this week of Reform This on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for subscribing. And if you're new, I hope and pray that you find hope here and that you find that voice of reform, of realism, pragmatism, and patriotism from an American Muslim who loves his country and loves his faith and can present for you nuggets of solutions that you can take locally to your neighbors, to your societies, your communities, and say, this is how we solve the problem. This is the step forward in what we need to do. Last, I want to leave you and talk about a piece, another nauseating apologetic that Time Magazine published. And, you know, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm... People tell me, why do you read that stuff? Just don't read it. Just don't read it. It's, it's it's nonsense. Well, you know, these magazines have significant followings and they are setting the quote-unquote narrative. And I think in discussing and looking at them, all of you can understand what we're up against. When people say, we're the voices of moderate Islam, if you ignore what's said in the main or lamestream media, you will not understand what's radicalizing Muslims. You will not understand why our policy is so feckless. You will not understand why 15 years after 9-11 we've not made any progress. So Time Magazine publishes, as you know, I think in one of my first podcasts I talked about how disgusting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's discussion of dismissal of the problems and how his apologetics are harmful. Well, the latest writer now in Time Magazine is a gentleman by the name of Rashid. And on uh, September 28th, 2016, Qasim Rashid published a op-ed called A Strong Muslim Identity is the Best Defense Against Extremism. Now, if you read this piece... And just to give you a little background on who Qasim is, he comes from the Ahmadiyya community, which, to their credit, is a reformist community that's persecuted in almost every Muslim country because of their beliefs. So you'd think that uh, they would abandon some of the Islamist ideas, but unfortunately, 
Often, as we see, their spokespeople in the name of protecting and believing and loving their faith end up promoting Islamist ideas. And a lot of what he discusses in this piece, he relates to a Muslim identity. But I would tell you it's not about identity, it's about belief, it's about faith, it's about morals and ethics and values. Yes, strong Muslim morals, just as Christian, Jewish, and other faith-based beliefs and accountability to God are the best defense against extremism. And I know many Muslims, especially family and others in Syria, in which their belief in God, their strong Islamic belief, has protected them from radicalization. There's no doubt. But the deep cancer in the peace that Qasim wrote, that is so pathognomonic, as we say in medicine, or correlated to the pathology of our communities, is the fact that he mixes identity and strengthening the community and identity as being the primary tool of identification of individual strength against extremism, when in fact... The reason our American Islamic Forum for Democracy is based on a mission to separate mosque and state is that the best thing that promotes redefinition of ummah, ummah means nation, but it also more importantly in Islam means faith community, but until we abandon the meaning of nation or we say our new ummah is America, our new ummah is the world community of all faiths or no faith equally, our new ummah are those that believe in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. But Qasim doesn't go there. Time magazine doesn't want him to go there. Here's a guy who is the Director of Civil Rights and Policy for Karama, a Muslim Lawyers for Human Rights group. Does a lot of good work about women's rights, but yet seems to here toe the line and the trope of Muslim Islamist identity, won't even use that term, won't even talk about Salafi jihadism and the avoidance of these terms. They may do it in order to protect it, but basically he then endorses what he believes is true Islam. Now this is a movement to the Ahmadiyya, but I would tell them that God bless them and what their beliefs are for true Islam, but are there people who disagree with them, for example, who may disagree with them that their holiness or the Khalifa of Islam is their blessed Khalifa. What if we do not believe that? Do we not follow then true Islam? As a Sunni Muslim, I don't believe in their caliph. I would die for their right to believe that and follow that. I would die for their right to identify as Muslims or non-Muslims and all have equal religious freedom. But when they use terms like true Islam, as he describes, that's problematic. I've tried to have this debate with folks in the Ahmadiyya community, their spokespeople, and they are often unable to, and that's unfortunate. They need, all of us in the Muslim community, need to use terms like Islamism and understand what Harikat Islamiyin or Islamic movements are. They are about identity. So, Mr. Rashid, as important as it is for us to believe in God and be strong Muslims morally and ethically, that Muslim identity as a community, as one as Muslim army per se, 
that's the root cause of the cancer. Until we come together as a faith community and say that the time for any Muslim army identity, the time for a Muslim identity as nation state, as ummah is done, until we end that, you're going to be radicalizing. So even though you try to unite Muslims and say that, well, extremism is bad, it's not only extremism and violence, it is their ends that we need to defeat. So not only how they get there, but where are they going? If they are going to a place that's about a caliphate, if they are going to a place that's about Islamic law or Dar al-Islam, the land of Islam, and the rest of the world is Dar al-Harb or land of war, or even as the so-called modernist reformists call it Dar al-Aqd or the land of contract, where they come to terms with the majority. No, the only way to reform and truly defeating ISIS and all militancy is not just against extremism and their means, but against the ends, the Islamic states, any Islamic state, any Muslim army. We form armies to defend our universal rights. I fought in the U.S. Navy next to Mormons, Christians, uh, Protestants, Baptists, Jews, atheists, Sikhs, Hindus of all faith in one uniform, we had one American identity. My Muslim beliefs guided my morals and what I believed God was judging me for, but I did not talk about both a Muslim identity and an American identity. We have one national identity. And until we Muslims can begin to separate out what that national identity is and that it cannot conflict or in any way overlap with the American identity. Yes, every moment of my day is guided by my faith. Every moment of my day is guided by what I believe God would want me to do with my patience, my my philanthropy, my work, my activism, with my family. That's Islamic. But I reject Islamism. I reject the fact that the Islamic way of life goes beyond into community activism and community organization. That needs to end. But instead, no, Rashid didn't talk about that. Time magazine gave him a podium to talk about how our Muslim identity is affected by the Islamophobia industry. He opens by indicting how reforming Islam under the guise of combating extremism has become financially lucrative and cites a study that quotes $57 million, which is an exaggerated amplification of somehow saying that is one movement when in fact it's very disparate, often antagonistic, often marginal groups that are in no way working together as opposed to the George Soros-funded Center for American Progress countering fear literature that is unilaterally funded mostly from Soros and singularly funded and the studies that IPT and others have done on that. This is where the problem is, is that so-called spokespeople for our community end up pushing more and more the buttons of unification, of identification as one ummah, as the need to unify against the enemies of Islam that hate us because we ask questions, that this ends up radicalizing us. And I would tell you that this moderate, this individual who other than this column 
could certainly make a, a, a profound case as being a persecuted minority as a reformer. But yet when it comes to political Islam, he again proves in Time magazine that he's part of the problem. We need to own up to our disease, our cancer of theocracy. We need to own up to our disease, our cancer of unifying under the banner of Islam as a nation state, as a movement, as political movement, and as a political identity. We need to reject every political identity that results in movements that are insurgencies in the West and in the Middle East become movements to topple regimes in order to promote new supremacist ideas. No, the dictators do need to go, but the and I hope and pray they're replaced by secular liberal democracies over the next generation or two that respect universal human rights. And I hope this apologetics are done being published in lamestream media and that they start publishing the works of reformists. We have a lot of work to do, but please... Don't ignore the mainstream media, but tell them, demand that they publish other ideas and not just reformist apologia, but rather real reformists that take on the toughest questions, that demand the most from our community from a position of tough love, that it's time to take Islam through what the West went through in the American Revolution and the rejection of theocracy. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Please tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your contacts, tell your experts and those who want to learn about my podcast about Reform This, where we talk weekly about the the topics of the day from the mindset of just one, your humble American Muslim correspondent, your American Muslim patriot, who believes that if we're going to have a legacy— it needs to be one of an American, of a Western Islam that has reformed and rejected in every way possible theocracy and political Islam and the underbelly of the Sharia state. This is Zudi Jasser. Thank you for joining me on Reform This on the Blaze Radio Network. Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network.